This is ILX. Welcome back to our Product in 15 Minutes podcast series, in which we explore some of our most popular and most talked about products in greater detail. To finish off our first season, we're looking at Lean Six Sigma with the help of our lead trainer, Fabrizio Palazzetti. Find out what process improvement actually is, how to identify problems in your processes, how you can introduce targeted change to combat these, and how Lean Six Sigma can help you to achieve this. We hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you're listening through our website, then we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, if you prefer to listen that way. And make sure you subscribe while you're there. And however you're listening, if you can rate and review the podcast, then it helps others to find it more easily. Don't forget to check out the other episodes in this series. And if you want to get in touch with us, all of our contact details will be at the end. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this overview of ILX Lean Six Sigma for Services training portfolio. My name is Fabrizio Pellizzetti and I'm the Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt and Lead Trainer at ILX. I have spent many years working on continuous improvement and transformation programs for services organizations worldwide. My background is in economics and project management, but progressively my professional focus has shifted towards change management, innovation and organizational learning. Today, I would like to clarify some key concepts around Lean and Six Sigma and show you how these methods can deliver tremendous benefits to your organization. Lean, and even more so Six Sigma, are often surrounded by an aura of mystery and a lot of misconceptions exist, especially in the services industry. So throughout this podcast, I will try and dispel some of the myths, but also explain the challenges that we face when applying these models to services and IT processes. Let's start with some basic definitions. Lean Six Sigma is actually the blend of two separate methodologies. The Lean Approach, developed in Japan by car manufacturers, namely Toyota, and Six Sigma, a model developed in the 80s at Motorola. And although they have different origins, what improvement practitioners realized in the 90s is that these two frameworks truly complement one another and they work very well hand in hand. So for the purpose of this presentation, we will look at Lean Six Sigma as a single methodology. From the Lean approach, we will emphasize the importance of reducing the waste in our operations And from Six Sigma, we will also put the accent on the importance of measuring and understanding the variation in our processes as a key to improving the quality of our services. There are many different ways to look at Lean Six Sigma. Some organizations see it as a collection of tools and techniques for process improvement. Others use it as a management strategy and others understand it as a comprehensive framework for problem solving and change management. I personally favor this last definition because it allows us to fully appreciate the power of these methods. So a short and useful definition is that Link Six Sigma is a problem solving approach to continuous process improvement. It is a very pragmatic way to drive continuous improvement, providing tools and techniques required to understand the nature of problems, clarify the requirements and expectations of different stakeholders from any given process, model, 
measure and analyze these processes to understand the root causes of problems. And finally, introduce targeted change and improvement to remove those root causes. It also gives an organization the ability to proactively control their processes to prevent quality issues. These methods were originally introduced to improve manufacturing processes and operations, but with the necessary adaptation, the model can effectively support the continuous improvement efforts of organizations in services and information technology. In services, we have to manage processes that are very different from what you would find in the world of industry and mass production. People are the biggest issue in services, and these processes are information intensive in the sense that we do not exchange physical, tangible products, but rather information. And this also means we have very specific challenges when it comes to measuring process performance and using formal methods for continuous improvement. And this is really one of the key differentiators for ILX. We use a framework that was truly designed for services rather than the original model designed for manufacturing. This makes it the ideal solution for banks, insurance companies, uh, consumer good organizations, telecommunication operators, uh, technology solutions provider, central and local government agencies, any services organization that is looking for a standard and repeatable model to deal with change and to address their quality problems. So some examples of where these methods can be applied. Well, think of all customer support processes, incident, complaints and defect management all the aspects related to customer journey improvement. Uh, for instance, in the healthcare business, it could be redesigning a patient's pathway or a consumer engagement process for retailers and online service providers. Uh, processes in finance, order to cash, procure to pay, budgeting, financial reporting, billing and invoicing. Processes in the human resources area, recruitment, onboarding, joiner move and lever processes all processes that deal with information and document management. So think, for instance, uh, about the core processes in the legal industry, supply chain management processes, insurance processes like claims management, down to the core service delivery and operations of any organization in the services sector, whether it provides housing solution or educational services or professional services. So it is a very broad spectrum of different process areas. In fact, any process that has a minimum degree of repeatability is a good candidate for improvement using Link Six Sigma. The only real exception that comes to my mind is those processes that are entirely ad hoc, for example, creative endeavors or processes that rely solely on the skills and knowledge of individuals. Imagine a physician performing a visit. In all other situations, any set of activities designed to produce a specific output can be called a process and formal process improvement methods can be used to make that process more efficient. A very important aspect to keep in mind is that Link Six Sigma is a journey and this applies both at the level of the organization and at the level of the individual. Some of you probably have heard about the concept of the Six Sigma Bells. And these are specific organizational roles with different levels of skills and knowledge. The ILX training portfolio is designed around those key roles and provides a roadmap to navigate in this Link Six Sigma journey. 
The objective of a Lean Six Sigma program is to develop people's skills in problem solving and provide the organization with competent resources that can be used in improvement projects deployed to reduce cost, waste, and improve quality. Unlike other frameworks like Prince2 or ITIL, Lean Six Sigma is not disciplined by a unique standard or certification scheme, even though you will see a proliferation of accreditation initiatives in the industry. But we do still have some standard profiles that you will find in any Six Sigma organization. For those who seek to gain just a, a high level understanding of Lean Six Sigma methods applied to services, ILX offers an awareness training. This is a half-day introduction with a focus on the more strategic aspects of the initiative. Delegates attending a Lean Six Sigma awareness training will learn some of the basic problem-solving tools and techniques, will understand how to develop a business case for continuous process improvement, and will see the application of these methods to services through industry case studies. Oh, by the way, some organizations call the awareness training the white belt training. The first formal profile in a Link Six Sigma organization is that of a champion. Champions are the sponsors of Link Six Sigma projects. They usually receive a one-day training covering again the basic concepts of Link Six Sigma, but also the techniques needed to select the right improvement projects. The role of champion is extremely important in a Link Six Sigma program. They provide the link between the strategic objectives of the organization and the specific goals of every Link Six Sigma project. Champions help and support the Link Six Sigma project teams and remove roadblocks to the introduction of change and improvement. The entry level for practitioners is what we call the yellow belt. Yellow belts go through two days of very intensive classroom training and they will have at the end of the training the right skills and the knowledge of the methodology to work on Link Six Sigma projects as contributors and subject matter experts. Yellow belts are also capable of identifying the right projects and effectively supporting the work of green and black belts. During the yellow belt training, delegates gain familiarity with the main Link Six Sigma problem solving life cycle, a model that we call the DMAKE model. DMAKE stands for define, measure, analyze, improve and control, and is a five steps approach that guides the Link Six Sigma teams in their process improvement projects. To upgrade from yellow belt to green belt level, delegates are expected to attend an additional five days of training and pass a green belt exam. Green belts learn how to map, model and analyze processes from both the qualitative or structural point of view, but also the quantitative point of view. So green belts are also exposed to uh, quantitative methods, uh, measurement and statistics. But most importantly, since green belt is the profile of a Link Six Sigma project leader, the requirements for green belt certification also include delegates completing a real improvement project within their own organization. So ideally, a green belt will combine the Link Six Sigma skills with a good knowledge and understanding and practical experience of project management principles. Green belts are usually uh, not working on Link Six Sigma full time and they maintain their regular roles within the organization. However, a minimum time commitment of 20%, that is one day a week, is required for green belt to ensure that they can successfully deploy DMAKE projects. 
And finally, the profile of Black Belt is that of an expert in the application of Link Six Sigma. And these translates into an additional five days of training covering not only the more advanced statistical tools, but also teaching and coaching techniques as black belts are expected to effectively support others in the organization with their expertise. Black belts also will sit for a black belt exam and are expected to deliver one or more successful improvement projects as part of their certification. Black belt really becomes a career choice and usually requires a full-time commitment to working on Link Six Sigma and continuous improvement. And across these different profiles, the champions, the yellow belt, the green and the black belt, the delegates learn useful team problem solving and stakeholder management techniques. They understand uh, process modeling, they are able to analyze effectively the data coming from these processes, and they truly understand what it takes to become an effective change agent within their own organization. In terms of integration with other qualifications or certification schemes, Link Six Sigma is effectively a plug-in that can be used in conjunction with other quality models. It works particularly well as a complement to an ITIL program, providing the tools for continuous service improvement. It can be integrated seamlessly within a PRINCE2 model for project management, as well as an agile environment. I mentioned at the beginning some misconceptions about Link Six Sigma. Uh, the main one is probably the idea that these methods are essentially designed for highly repeatable and standardized processes, like the ones you find in manufacturing. But as the methodology has evolved over the years, it has also incorporated concepts and tools coming from other domains. We mentioned project and service management, but also business analysis, requirements engineering, down to software process improvement. Another objection to these methods has to do with the cost of these programs. Uh, there is, of course, an initial investment required to introduce Link Six Sigma in the organization. But when supported with the appropriate knowledge, tools and techniques, yellow, green and black belts will be able to demonstrate the business case for investing in continuous improvement. They will demonstrate this with the reduction in cost, defects and waste achieved with a DMAKE project. So very tangible business benefits for the organization. So in conclusion, Today, you should not think of Link Six Sigma just as a set of analytical uh, and measurement tools. Link Six Sigma goes far beyond that. It is a very pragmatic approach to accelerate the return on investment on all your quality initiative. And it is a framework that will help your organization in the transformation toward a culture of continuous service improvement. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you haven't already, make sure you rate, review and subscribe on whichever podcast platform you prefer. And links to our website and social channels, as well as all our contact details and various other downloads and courses that may be of interest to you are in the show notes of this episode.